Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we talk about the Australian Open, the kickoff of the LPGA season, and tons more highlights. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Okay, so today, Cowie, we're jumping right into headlines, because this week, that's the way that I was thinking about this week is that it was just headline after headline after headline. And you're going to die when I tell you this first one. I'm into it. Let's go. It's going to break my heart if it comes true. But Courtney Vandersloot <laughs> has been seen. Traveling around. Oh, my gosh. You know who's putting in work? New York Liberty. Sandy yep. Brondello. Yep. Doing what she does. And Las Vegas. As soon as Becky Hammond went there. Meetings, 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 yeah. meetings. So, Courtney Vandersloot might be on the move. Headline number one of today. Uh, you know, I, uh, you say it'll break your heart, but it really won't as long as she still plays. Because then that team just becomes your favorite team. She's your favorite player. I don't think it, like, it doesn't. I guess that's true. There was so, there's something so special about the Chicago Sky yeah. last year, though. Like, and then to hear about all, like... And I get it. It's part of the process. I I'm totally get what free agency is about. Yep. But when you're looking at the players in Chicago, I told you we were going to jump right into it because <laughs> yeah, no, all good. good. It's like with Stephanie Dolson, and obviously they put a core player on Clea Copper, but Diamond Shields is out looking mm-hmm. around. Allie Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, like the core of their team. This Stephanie around. Dolson, the core of that team yeah. that brought a championship to Chicago. They're looking around. And that was super interesting to think about and, you know, throughout the week of like, okay, you you were kind of the last spot in the playoffs. And then <laughs> then you had like this incredible like coming together. You ended on a super big high. Like, why not go for round two? Why not go for back to back? I know it is. Uh, we were talking about this before we hit record today that you don't see it. Like we, we always reference hockey and we we've seen the Tampa Bay lightning win two cups back to back and you don't see this mass exit. You see an exit of those, you know, kind of, I don't want to call them filler players, but that's kind of what they are. Those million dollar contracts in the NHL. Those ones are the ones that float back and forth, but essentially normally the core remains. Yeah. And this is, it's unique. I mean, maybe it's just that it's unique to women's sports too. And this is something that we're all going to have to adjust to is where there's more opportunities. And as dollar figures change and we see, you know, kind of headliner coaches and headliner players going places, maybe that's what people chase versus continuing, you know, the story in Chicago, they were on the grind for many years to try and win that. And maybe now it's okay. What's the next fresh start? I don't know. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of don't know and you never know what's going on behind the scenes but man at the end of the day like when you saw them like they beat out phoenix mercury who mm-hmm. just like was top notch all year long like mm-hmm. not saying chicago, chicago wasn't but like they were a dominant force mm-hmm. and the last person that i've heard about moving is anybody from phoenix like i haven't heard anything about anybody from phoenix yeah. mercury moving around or taking meetings and so that like i was like Chicago, just go for back to backs. <laughs> I know. Go for back to back. The sports fan in you wants you to, yeah. And they were the example of when it gets to playoffs, it's a brand new season, right? Oh, so yeah, perfect. Well, we shall. And the thing is, we we could get a couple weeks down the road here, and they may all be back. Yeah, like maybe that's part yeah. of the process too, right? Is where just because they're entertaining a conversation doesn't mean they're not entertaining one in Chicago as well. Yeah. It's, That's true. So who knows? Like, maybe they do look quite similar next season. Yeah. Because all of this is, like, the rumor mill. Yeah. That's... that's we saw her one. get off a plane here, and we saw her we get, get off, off a plane, plane there. Where's Vandersloot going next? Yeah. I know. And Stephanie Dolson was, like, partying in New York. I'm like, well, hey, make it worth the trip, too. man. Yeah, Let's go too. here. Wow. Headline number two. Are you ready to go on this one? Yeah. Phoenix Mercury announced mm-hmm. their head coach. I know. This I've literally well, been on pins and needles for because oh. there were so many names being tossed around. And mm-hmm. to be honest, who was selected was not, not who, who you not <laughs> who I thought. And no. my like my initial when it came out that Vanessa Nygaard was going to be the new head coach of the Phoenix Mercury is was almost like 
they were keeping her secret because never mm-hmm. in the conversations that we were having was anybody talking about her. It was talking about like the assistant coach of Phoenix yeah. coming up and taking over. It was more that. And then it's like announcing Vanessa Nygaard. It's like, okay, like yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. And a ton, I mean, she's got a ton of coaching experience, right? Everything yeah. from high school right through to, um, she's done some stuff with USA basketball. She has been, uh, an, well, was an assistant coach um, in Vegas this past season. She's played in the WNBA, so she's got a ton of experience. But you're right. It was a bit of a, like, where did that? Hello, left field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So coming from Vegas, I think I think it's a great opportunity for her. She's jumping in from an assistant coach role in Vegas to a head coaching role in Phoenix. I like seeing that uh, that transfer within the league. You know, because yeah. as a coach now, when you're getting into the WNBA, you realize, like, it it is starting to have that fluidity of, like, no, if you're in the W, if you're coming in, if you're going to commit to the W, like, there's opportunities here when people sure. move around. For right? sure. Yeah, very true. And that was, uh, that was cool. There was a big video when they announced it um, that came out of when she won uh, her first um game with the aces and mm-hmm. how jacked everybody was for her and the whole team was going nuts and stuff and it just shows that she's a really respected coach yeah and uh i think it's going to be a great thing for phoenix but i'm not gonna lie it did it Shocking. did come out of nowhere yeah i was like yeah. what where did that come from i agree right yeah i 100 percent agree with that because we didn't see a lot of it you see stuff floating around there's enough social media channels that it's hard not to get news before it even becomes news yeah totally and this one, they, yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. They've got a good secret team. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's the the W, I mean, I will say, is going to look so different next year. But I, I feel like all the moves have been really good. Mm-hmm. Like all the, well, the uh, Indiana giving up their fourth overall round pick probably wasn't the, the smartest move. Indiana Fever to me continues to be the mystery team. If if you're looking at a team that you identify with, all like they're a mystery team to me. They they draft player fourth overall and then they made her an unrestricted free agent. So obviously people were like, yes, 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 please. We yeah. love her a hundred percent. So I don't know. They they continue to be a mystery for me. And then with the Mystics, they didn't even get first overall round pick. They only got second overall pick this year. So the Mystics got first. So yeah, it, the the W is going to be, it's going to look different because there's been a lot of movement, a lot of shifting, but it, it it looks good. Like it looks very, really competitive heading into Oh, season. yeah. And I it, it's funny because it's <laughs> this, whenever I buy a jersey, which I, we've got like a closet full of jerseys. Um, I try to, every sporting event I go to, I try to bring something home, but I never get a name on it. Like even locally here, oh fair with the Jets, I don't get a name on it because it seems like every. I mean, my wife has three jerseys now yep. that might as well be recycled because yeah. those names are no longer here. So I think in in future when we get to an opportunity to go to a WNBA game, I will buy a, a bring home, but yeah. it will not be a named jersey because yeah. I, it, every year something changes and some big changes. So that's that's valid. I will, I'll probably, when we end up going to a game, mm-hmm. I will probably have to get two because I'm going to get, obviously, a Vandersloot jersey. And especially if she's leaving Chicago, I have to have a Chicago Vandersloot jersey. There's no question about it. <laughs> noted. That's noted. Christmas is a long time, <laughs> but your birthday is but less far. Hey, there, oh, there we, we go. go. I love it. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on, essentially, what could be a completely different Chicago Sky team next yep. year. Like. If if they if they lose Vandersloot, Quigley, Dolson, um, and uh, Diamond to Shields, and and that's like my brain was going nuts because I'm like, and then Candace Parker comes back because mm-hmm. she sees it, yep. And they needed her to be kind of like the veteran glue for that yep. team in that organization. She steps in. Now you've got like the ball handling skills of Courtney Vandersloot, playmaker. You've got the swag with uh Candace Parker you got the shooting with Allie Quigley you yep. got the competitive post with Dolson like it was like you got this and then with Diamond to Shield like it was like bang 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 yep so yeah we're just gonna be keeping an eye on that because clearly <laughs> I like see. the Chicago Sky and I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous
nervous about we haven't, next we haven't season. deckled the wall yet so we're fine yeah yeah 100% so highlight number three I'm into it what's, oh a, what's up oh my god Steph Labe retires from pro yeah. soccer yeah that's a huge that's a huge bit of news um you know she's got 20 years of national team duty experience she's 35 years old yeah so you know, you could see that coming, and what a better way to go out with a uh, FIFA Goalie of the Year nomination and an Olympic gold medal. And I think we're con- going to continue. She's such an advocate for all the greatest parts of humanity yeah. <laughs> in terms of equality and, and women and, and moving this game forward. I think we're going to continue to see a lot of Steph Labbe. It's just not going to be on the pitch. Yeah, I would, I would agree. When she was doing her, like, press conference at the end of it she did mention like I am gonna take a bit of time to just like chill the hell sit out sit down yeah don't blame her <laughs> can't blame her at all sit down and just like hang out for a little bit which totally makes sense but um you're right like she the FIFA nomination which I felt she may have got a little bit gypped there yeah you know, I know. what I mean yep Ugh. Bev going back to the whole <laughs> yeah. Bev thing right like She's got a stink with Canada. Yeah, what's going on there? Because gold medal Olympic goalie, like that's pretty. With a shootout victory. With a shootout victory. It's all on your shoulders. Shootout penalties. Penalties. (laughs) Sports. Internet sports. Flipping back and forth. But yeah, like it. she she has had a remarkable career. Remarkable career. And. Obviously, everybody is sad to see her leave mm-hmm. because she she has been such a dominant name, a dominant force for in in Canadian women's soccer. Yep, from like the beginning. You know well, what I mean? For us, from- as long as we would have watched Canadian soccer, she's been there really in some way. She like I was actually reading about that um, over the week, and she had eighty five international caps, and forty four of them were a clean sheet. Like didn't let a goal in. Yeah, so basically, almost dead on, 50% of the time, she's not letting a goal in the net. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's okay. Yeah, holy <laughs> moly. Because when, when I think of, like, Canadian soccer, I truly think of Christine Sinclair and Steph Labbe from the very, very yeah, beginning. Yeah, for us, right? for sure, and, yeah. And, you know, Desiree Scott, local Winnipeg yep. um, girl as well. So, yeah, it was... It was I think for for soccer fans, you kind of felt that it was coming. You just kind of hoped it wasn't. It wasn't. It's the right? same when anyone we we know that right. When you invest, like we're gonna have some tears on this show probably someday when Courtney Vandersloot retires. Oh, it's when when you invest energy into a player to see them go. We all know. Like I'm not working for the rest of my life. I can guarantee you that. I want to retire too. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just so happen to have an opportunity and they put their bodies through so much that 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 retirement comes a hell of a lot sooner than you and I. Right. And yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to see them go. But I, I do think that, you know, women's sports and and female soccer, women's soccer has progressed so much that that's the nice part is now we have this core um, uh, group of players. Doesn't matter what sport you look at because yeah. they've been around long enough that it's just going to help the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we've talked in a couple podcasts ago just about, like, the the prospect of it. And you hope that Steph Labbe, after she takes her well-deserved break, <laughs> yep. well-deserved. She finds a beach somewhere. Yeah, beached somewhere, relax, a couple Mai Tais, no, you know. Mai Tais? What's a random, I mean, yeah, Mai sure. Tais on the beach? What? <laughs> I don't know. Do we that... need to go on a trip? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because that's not what I order, but uh, cool that you do, and we should suggest that to Steph Labe. <laughs> I, I'm shocked. You've never had a Mai Tai? Never. What is a Mai Tai? We just, like, digress for 10 seconds. Yeah. What's a Mai Tai? Like, well, is it, like, a know. cold like, drink? Is it, like, a oh, yeah, daiquiri? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, all right. I need a Mai Tai. Okay, let's go. Cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's all I got in Cuba. And maybe Mai it's tai. because it was the way it sounded. Yeah. Mai tai, please. Maybe. I'm going to Google Mai Tai while I talk. Sorry. <laughs> because our next, um, oh, sorry to finish off what I was saying before, but 
you hope that with like the the prospect of of players coming in for soccer, like you'd think that she would be a part of female soccer goaltending development. Oh or yeah, coaching, you hope. yeah, absolutely, or scouting or recruiting. Like you've got the best of the best that just is going to take a break, but come back full force and hopefully, you know, just dominate goal like specifically goaltending because I do think we need for people to come back and be position specific yes agreed you know like don't like she's gonna obviously we're just hopes and dreams over here Steph Labbe can do whatever she wants but it would be really cool to know like Steph Labbe being a Canadian national team goalie coach like that would be very exciting for a young athlete absolutely it would be uh just so you know the Mai Tai is one of the most famous tiki drinks in the world composed of rum orange Curacao, fresh lime juice, and orgiate, a nuanced almond syrup. It's held sway over cocktail enthusiasts and tiki aficionados for decades. You must be a tiki aficionado. I must. Yeah. I must. Cool. I'm into it. I'll have Fits one. Fits me, I think. Yeah, you are a tiki in person. The, in the world, though, and you didn't know about it. Yeah. Well, I've Famous heard of, of it. I've oh, heard of a Mai Tai. Have never. I ever ordered a Mai Tai? Mm. Heck no. We're going on a trip. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we can't just have a Mai Tai here. We have to go to Hawaii to have a Mai Tai. Oh, yeah. That's, I love it. Sounds great. I love it. Um, and COVID's got me the, with that travel bug. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man. Like, where can I go? Anywhere? Yeah. Yes, my, please. My lovely parents have a, a home uh, in the tropics of Mexico. And, man, when you FaceTime them on a daily and they're on the golf course and I am shoveling snow for the fourth <laughs> time that day. <laughs> and like having to move the pile that I moved yesterday because there's no more room. It is, yeah, I got the itch too, bud. Yep, I'm over shoveling as well, <laughs> big time. So yeah, what's, what's fourth on your list? Um, well, there's there's so many headlines that this one kind of just kind of goes into it because I do think it's important we talk about the Washington Spirit ownership. Ah, yeah, okay. Within soccer, because that is just incredible. Insane. Like, what is happening? over there it's an, it's too much like with between steve baldwin um uh michelle kang michelle kang right they're they're or wang kang i feel like it's kang they are battling they are duking it out yeah and i'm not sure i mean i don't think it's all for the right reasons no um and there's been some criticisms of steve baldwin um, michelle put an offer in for 35 mil and he's entertaining an offer from Todd Bowley, who's the he is a co owner of the uh, LA Dodgers. That was a twenty five mil offer, so it's not about money. There's clearly a very personal uh, vendetta between those two, and she's had to take some very interesting routes to try and continue to progress um, what she's trying to accomplish in in having that majority. Um, decision-making within that organization. You know, she sent a letter to the NWSL and they have unanimously approved changes to that Washington organization. Um, She went back to, there's a bunch of, you know, debt holders within that organization. I think there's 17 of them. She went back and got majority uh, ability to decision-making at 52%. There's so much happening there and it's, and you have to wonder um, if that has effects or what effects that has on the players, because she has seemingly a super good relationship with that organization and their players. Yeah. And you can see that everybody is kind of rooting behind Michelle and kind of getting under her and trying to push her up because she was uh, unanimously approved for the structure and makeup for the Washington soccer properties group. Yeah. Right. That manages the Washington spirit. But when, when you when you think about it from a collective like this, the NWSL it's still like quote unquote in its infancy. Like we like women still need to have uh, their uh, their player association established so that yeah. they can be protected with their right and like you know. And this seems like a woman that's willing to do it. And with her having a ten million dollar higher offer than another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's either Steve Baldwin is the dumbest businessman. Yeah, or he's in, just a jerk. Or he's just a jerk trying to do something on the other side. And after the year that Washington Spirit had yeah. winning, after all that shit that went down with their coach, after coming, like, 
handling all of that adversity, coming through, winning a championship. Yeah. And then now heading into what should be a huge year because you just won. Yeah. You're dealing with this. I right? I, I agree. It, it it's. Uh, I would have some choice words for a guy like Steve Baldwin because I think he's thinking very personally, and I guess that's why they're successful in businesses because they make decisions that benefit only themselves. Um, but to me, there's so much more that's on the line with this that it's frustrating to watch. I hope it gets resolved sooner than later because. Yeah, th- this organization des- deserves to have leadership that um, walks on the same line as them. Right. Yeah. Right. And and will protect them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. protect them. And, and she's sure proven that she's them. ready to go to bat for the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's very much proven that in the last few uh, months of all of, or more than a few months but specifically the last couple of months because we're we're leading up to they need to make some decisions i think by feb 1 yeah so. absolutely so well, well i did hear that steve baldwin has put together a powerpoint presentation mm, talented so, guy yep so twitter lit up being like if there was one presentation i would want to yeah. sit through it would be this one yeah exactly cuz what is this guy going to say yeah. in this presentation so we got some fancy animations in there trying you to think betcha. It's better. yeah um, so it's, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. It's just unfortunate because for such a, for such a strong club and it's got veteran, like this, like Kelly O'Hara's on your team, you've got really high level talent playing mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. If garbage like this can, like you see it happening, whatever, there's no stopping that level of talent to ski daddle overseas and say oh. enough is enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's a scary that's, thought, isn't it? That's that's what I keep on thinking. If you're a player and you, you want to see progress, you want to see momentum, you want to see your ownership be as inclusive with the you know with the team as so that you see your future there. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go there? Or are you going to go to um, Manchester? Who just sold seventy thousand tickets for a game. Yeah, yeah, that we want to go to. That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I I agree with you in that. It's. I hope it's resolved sooner than later because the NWSL, right, with the the expansion this year, is poised for a really, really fun season and a really progressive season. And we don't need the Washington Spirit ownership saga to be a damper on yeah. all of the good things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that as we kind of progress through because it will be it will be telling to see what's kind of going on behind the scenes there. Um, on a lighter note, mm-hmm. heading over to the PHF, mm-hmm. the PHF is putting in some money. Yeah, we had talked about that. I don't know what episode that was. It was very early on, one or two probably, um, where their salary cap was 300K. And I, you know, did some quick math on that and it wasn't a nice number. Mm-hmm. And they've got some some big news and that they've got a $25 million investment to come in their way. And a couple of big notable things that happen in there for next season, that salary cap bumps from 300 to 750 K, which is great. Um, and it also gives those women access to full healthcare benefits, which is also, I can't believe that that's a thing as athletes that you have to worry about hurting yourself, playing the game that you uh, love and are so good at. Right. And, and potentially not oh, having um, coverage for that. So that's great news. Uh, and then um, just, I think, the, what that does for the future of that league is super positive in that it's clearly directionally, it's it's going in the right way. It's, uh, it, and could you imagine, like, the amount of players that are in the league right now that literally wrote letters, they filmed yep. videos, they did <clears throat> being like, this this takes it to the point where like on average, depending on how each team divvies up their money, right? Like mm-hmm. this could now be a full time job, right? Yeah, you're yeah. not uh, you're not rolling in it, but you're not, you could. It's enough. You, at least you could live. You where could. It, you couldn't even live on on yeah. what they could offer before. Somebody could now go from a point of 
having a part-time job mm-hmm. to not having a part-time job during the season and then doing something outside yep. the season. Yeah. So like definitely a step in the right direction. Right. Oh yeah. Can't deny that. Yeah. Going up. And then they also announced that so that it's going to increase the $750,000 per team, which is, which is great. But then they also announced the expansion of uh, two teams yeah. one from six to eight, mm-hmm. one being confirmed confirmed in montreal quebec yeah which i love that i love going there so that's on our list also we oh, got yeah a we got list. a long list yeah i'll be interested to see where that other team ends up yep i wonder if they're gonna go it would be interesting to see if they did pick another canadian franchise because there's That'd only be cool. right because then there would be three um canadian franchises toronto montreal and x x whatever that would be yeah. um yeah it starts because, to get closer to that 50 50 threshold five and three exactly right so it 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 will be it will be interesting to kind of see where they decide they want that momentum to go there's no question that you know there's states in the usa that have that are more hockey focused like minnesota is way more hockey focused than florida right oh yeah but all of canada loves hockey yeah every province yep so i don't know maybe maybe they can They'll decide to, to to bring another one, but I think Montreal Quebec is a is a very good pick. Me too, and I think if they are going to go Canadian, what'll be interesting to see is if they will venture this far west, like a, a Calgary, um, or if it becomes the dominant Ontario Quebec. Yeah, based fair. on population, and we see like let's maybe in Ottawa, right. Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Who yeah. knows? I my honest opinion, I suspect it's a US team. Yeah. But yeah. That's where you cuz it's majority US so you kind of feel like they'll maybe mm-hmm. sneak in somewhere yeah. in that hub to just help with travel, yeah. you know, things like that. I I totally get that piece of it, but it would be interesting to see if they do think, you know, find a maybe like a smaller market in Canada that's going to sell out every game. Because yeah. when you get into those bigger when you get into Toronto, when you get into Montreal, you're competing against how many professional teams like that's why i think the brandon yeah, weekings do so good oh yeah i mean if you get into a size of a community like that because they don't have really a ton of other things that they can invest their time and money into they do super well we see that in the whl lots right a lot of those totally. cities Eke, regina saskatoon like i went to a blades game uh before the holidays and that's a it's a really fun arena to go to um It'll be interesting to see if they're willing to... I think that's a risk for them because they look at pure population size. You're right, though. Toronto has a ton between all of... Like, they really have their toes in every market. Um, Something like Ottawa, less so. But, you know, you could end up in Vancouver. I just feel like from a travel perspective, that would never fly. Yeah. Like, I think in Canada, the options that they would play with is probably Calgary. And maybe Ottawa. We'll see. I don't know. Winnipeg's driving distance. Winnipeg's in the center of it all. Yeah, they can Winnipeg's jump down to a lot thing, a lot of things quicker. Yeah, I hope they don't have to drive. Good, good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you on that for sure. So, and just to go off what you were saying before about their healthcare benefits, it also includes maternity leave. Amazing. As it should. As it should. And Which, I just wanted to make sure I said that. So yeah. it's out in the world. It includes includes maternity yeah which is awesome i i can't again can't believe that that's a sentence we're saying now but awesome that it does women are the only ones that can bear children yeah and the league is a women's league (laughs) oh yeah so really positive news coming out of the phf uh I, i know the women that play in that league are super excited um it it kind of Gives you that little zap that you need to mm-hmm. keep going. And, yeah, a uh, little extra spark. Yeah, and so this past weekend on the 22nd, uh, the Riveters played Pride. Uh, Whitecaps played the Buttes. Riveters losing to the Pride. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, that was the matchup I really wanted to watch because I kind of ranked similarly in mm-hmm. the standings. Buffalo, I think, is going to have a rough go this year. Yeah. I don't, like, they're just, their defense, their, their defensive zone just isn't, like you've you've got four women on one side of the ice. It's pretty 
it's tough to defend when you when you're doing things like yeah. that, right? So I think if they clean up the defensive side of the puck, you know, good things are going to happen for them. But um, it uh, it's going to be a rough goal for them. Yeah, I agree with you. We had um, which is unfortunate that the Connecticut and Toronto Six games were postponed this weekend. But also for you, maybe it's a great thing because it will start to even up the standings yep. of the games played. Yep. We talked about that last, I think it was last episode, where um, both Toronto and Connecticut had like two or three, four games Games. in some scenarios, um, more than the other teams. So, like we had talked about then, all these random postponements and things, um, that will at least start to even that up in that league. So, that'll be interesting to see. I was really looking forward to seeing these Connecticut Pride jerseys. Like, they had done a really nice job, I thought, of making those look super clean. Like The Pride jerseys are fire this year for all the teams that I've seen so far, they've done an awesome yeah. job. They look clean. They look. They're not overbearing. Like, I thought they looked awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. I'm super happy that they're getting like actual jerseys for that. I'm assuming they're going to auction them off after again, just so. like they did with the uh, Alzheimer's awareness jerseys uh, last weekend. So um, yeah, no, that definitely kind of even. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a like bit of a screwed the mind. On seeing Connecticut in purple? Yeah. You're like, you text me. Wait. What's is, happening? Is Connecticut in purple? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Am I seeing that right? Yeah. Um, Do I need glasses? This is, yeah. So it's, uh, that was, you're right. I didn't even think of the standings with the games evening out. That'll be really good. But no, for me, looking at these two games, I was excited to see Riveters and um, Pride play just because they were so tight in the standings. And then. Madison Packer. Yeah, that's huge congratulations now. to her. Yep, huge for her. Yeah, crossing the 100-point threshold. Yeah. 95 of which come in the regular season and five came in the playoffs. But that's a super cool mi- milestone. Um, she, no shock, really, no. that she got there. No. Uh, but was nice to see. They had a little nice post on social media uh, to congratulate her. So, yeah, big congrats to Madison Packer. Yeah, really good for... So for you know, she's like it. She's the OG. Yeah, she is the OG. She's You're the right. OG. So, like, it's uh, it was gonna happen. Yo, yeah, <laughs> it was I gonna happen. Yeah. I think she's rocking pink hair right now. Like she has the cool. Like, like I have the boring hair compared to her, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she can rock almost any hairstyle. It looks like and any color. Which you have had some days in your life of of rocking some random colors. I went a little wilder for a yep. bit. Yeah. Just went absolutely wild and then went super boring. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, now you've, now you've got the same color hair you've had for a long time. A long, long time. So the Riveters and Pride play again uh, today at 1. Whitecaps and Buttes today at, at 1 as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'm excited to see Buffalo for the reasons of I hope they start to make those adjustments. Yeah. Because as soon as they make those up. defensive side adjustments, it's going to change. Because they've got they've got goal scorers on their team. Mm-hmm. They, for me, the the back end of the puck, the, you have to take care of it before you can get going the other way. So oh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see that game today as well. Too, also keeping on the hockey route for a little bit. Um, PWHPA. Yeah, PWHPA. Another... I thought they were. I thought we were going to see a little bit of a. Shut down yep. here for a bit because there are so many Olympians in the PWHPA. Mm-hmm. No. But you know the PWHPA really all season hasn't had those Olympians, so I guess we should be less shocked. Yeah, right? that's fair. So yep. So February twenty sixth, twenty seventh, it has been announced. Sonnet showcase in Ottawa. So that is cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. That is great for Ottawa. Great for the city. Um, and I think it's going to be really a really good time because it's right after the olympics mm-hmm. right yep maybe some players make it back maybe not i don't know yep but it's still going to be really high level hockey after what is the best hockey being played yeah, for sure in the olympics so it's i think it's a really good strategic time for them to mm-hmm. Get it in there. The eyes are on them. Yeah, that's more you know. to me because everyone's going to have eyes on the Olympics. And so what a better time to come out of the Olympics and give people more hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah hopefully that in this country we have no, or la- the last showcase had some uh, games that had to be 
canceled, which really changed the feel of those showcases. So hopefully all those games are go and we get to see some some great hockey in Ottawa. Yeah. That'd be those showcases are so cool because they they come in and they essentially do everything that they possibly can for the community too. So yeah. they'll go out and they'll do speaking events. They'll mm-hmm. talk to people. They'll run sessions for um, like their minor hockey associations. Mm-hmm. Like these women, when they go and then they're playing in these games, it's not like they just go for those two games, two or no. three games. Yeah, the show they're, the showcases the, is far beyond on the ice. It's, it's showcasing the people. It's showcasing um, their their talents, but also showcasing their desire to be seen and be part of a community and for the youth of these communities and adults of these communities who are a fan of women's hockey to come and support them through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent right. It's uh, it is a really unique uh, scenario that they put together and it hurts my heart a little that they have to spend the amount of time they do building themselves up, but also, coming out of it and knowing that you and I would go do the same things. Oh yeah. Right. Because it's not about us. It's yep. not about like that's, and I, a lot of these players feel that way is that they're, you know, a lot of them are 30, let's call it as an average or 33, whatever we said. And they know that their careers aren't long. Yeah. And it's about having the little girls who come and watch with the signs, um, having a place to play and so it's investing in that next generation and so that's why they're all so willing to just like yeah let's build it yeah yeah like because I think about how incredible it would be if you went to one of these showcases and then you had like I don't know like the fastest lap with like Kendall Coyne Showfield yeah like you get to <laughs> yeah. skate around I would do that I'd yeah. be like let's do this yeah you know like that would be that such would a cool experience and then those are the things that build that that connection that we talked about with more identifying with the player mm-hmm. everybody loves hockey yeah let's find your player why mm-hmm. do you like this player why are you a huge fan of Hillary Knight why are you a huge fan of Kendall Coyne Schofield yeah Mary Philip Poulin yeah because when you meet them you you realize they're just awesome human yeah, beings very much great humans that yeah. want hockey to be for everybody and to mm-hmm. make make a living doing it yep right so and I've even heard rumors too and um how they do all these other events or whatever but how some of the women that are more financially well off yeah will donate it all back cool so even if they make a little bit of coin doing something with whatever with an organization or a group or somebody comes in for a one-on-one with them or whatever right. the case may be they Keep donate it, and it. Grow it. Yeah. yeah they put it right back into the pwhpa and say no we got to grow this so really cool the more showcases i always think about that the better because it they really dive into minor hockey which i think is the the well it is the foundation of the next generations mm-hmm. coming up like yep. when you're looking at the olympics all those girls when they were posting like we made it. We did it. Dreams come true. Blah, blah, blah. On Insta, it's like their picture with their jersey. You slide it over. It's a picture of them when they're like four. Yeah, I know. And that was the thing, like manifesting that when they're little. Because ev- that's ev- was everyone's goal. I loved, like we saw uh, Kristen Campbell posted. I mean, her equipment, all the goalie helmets are fire. Fire. Yeah, but she had posted her, her setup and then the next picture was in her home probably in Brandon I'm assuming. It was a very little bag and it had a Hockey Canada logo on it. And yeah. Her jersey hanging on, you know, this closet thing. Yeah. And that's what we saw, you're right, across the board. Yeah. And yeah, every little kid is great. And, and the hockey cards, so Tim Hortons um, for those of you in Canada, Tim Hortons came out with a um, Hockey Canada series and there are some women in there. I don't think there's enough women in there. I don't mm-hmm. think there's enough legacy women there, but yeah. it is better than the no women we had before. And I've loved watching on, I have a binder upstairs. Yeah. I'm trying to collect them all too. Yeah. Um, it took me 10 packs to find a girl. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 10 packs to find a girl. That's wild. Did you see the little note that the girl yeah. wrote to Tim Hortons? That is just yeah. funny. Eight-year-old Hannah, we see you, girl. We see you, girl. Uh, because I felt the same. 34-year-old Alicia was like, <laughs> what the heck? I'm using all my allowance on yeah. the cards. And, I, and you know, my uncle who, um, again, I, I reference him lots. He's, he's a big sports guy, so we text lots about the podcast. And he buys one pack with his coffee. 
two girls. Come on. I was like, oh, what? Come on. That's like, awesome. Come on. It's Anyways. crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, if you have not seen Hannah, eight-year-old Hannah, good for you, girl. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. And you're right. It does need to be changed immediately. Yeah, I know. I I <laughs> felt the same. Wrote that at the bottom, like, and this needs to be addressed immediately. immediately. <laughs> I had so many. It, yeah, we had people it, that, that we know send it to us. I had so many people send that letter to me. And I was like, I, I honestly, 34-year-old Cowie wants to write that same letter and say, like, change this immediately. Yeah. yeah. And we, packs, no girls. Yeah. And if you need a little reference, uh, Tim Hortons, we can go through all the legendary players too, like legacy players. Yes. Cassie Campbell, Pascal, yeah. Sammy Joe Small. Like exactly. We could, let's do this. Well, we can go. And and the fact that it like it really is geared towards, I mean, obviously there's hockey card enthusiasts that are adults and very cool. But if you can have Bobby Hull and and Wayne Gretzky and, and whoever, like you have to have foundational women's players. You have to. You have to, to me. And so, like I say, it's it's a start. Uh, I think it was uh, 18 of 180 cards involve women. Something like that. Maybe there's a few more because there was a canvas and a few of the specialty things. Mm-hmm. Um, just not not quite enough. But does set up some excitement for when PHF releases their cards because I am jacked for that. So. Yeah. Anyways. What a what a great that that's going to be unbelievable. So um, that's uh, now I got. Got me thinking about that, Hannah. That was such a cute letter. Could you imagine the parents of her? Like, oh, their parent, her parents, parents have done a great job. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then they're like, "Yes, Hannah, we will help you mail this. Yep. Like we will, yeah. we will, we will get Absolutely. this going for you, girl. Uh, Hannah for prime minister in thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, so that that's huge news. And then even heading off to LPGA. Yeah, because. LPGA final round is happening today and we're just in the thick of it with the Australian Open. So mm-hmm. with with the LPGA heading into the final day, like none other than the Nelly Corda yeah. is leading the way, yeah. 13 under. Yep. Um, but the thing for me for this tournament specifically is it's an interesting tournament, Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. And it is the first of the season. Yep. And it's with celebrities. Yeah, I don't quite understand that, but so I I think it's just a like a kickstart tournament because it's more like relaxed, it's more fun. They they each get paired with a celebrity mm-hmm. and then celebrities are like the women, this is like a an actual tournament. Yes. Like this yeah. isn't the LPGA. So they're competing against each other, but they're with a celebrity who's competing against other celebrities, but they they just get points. Yeah. So I, if they if they get an eagle, yep. they get certain points. If they get par, they get certain points. Whatever. Yep. So they um they're competing against themselves, and I think it's just this like just this kickoff party because there was even um Danielle Kang had like a ridiculous putt she had to make, and she's been on absolute fire. Mm-hmm. And in the background, it was like okay like yeah. the party was going in yeah, the background and i was like that would this make is, more sense yeah. this is like a fun kick off the season type yeah. event where you get the celebrities out like vince carter was there wells adams from the bachelor was there yeah, bachelorette was of, there um yeah. which was interesting because they interviewed wells adam and i guess he's a decent golfer yeah um and he was golfing with patty t i think or um someone who has a really long last name okay <laughs> and she doesn't have a driver she only hits off the tee with a three wood and he was like so when i got big bertha out there and i'm hitting it off the tee and then she pulls out a three wood and hits it 60 yards further than yeah. me he's like you you know you watch the lpga on tv and you know these women are good but he's like when you see it up close and personal and then you see those small details of yeah. She, like she's only rocking a three wood. Like yeah. she does not have a driver. Yeah. I and you're in the LPGA. He's like, it was phenomenal. I bet. I bet. I love that perspective as a golf fan. Uh, I also don't have a driver, but it's not because I'm good. It's because I can't hit my driver straight. So yeah. <laughs> I, my, my wife bought me a driver this year and I could actually hit it straight, which was amazing. Because other than that, I've just not used one because I'd rather hit not as far and not have to go in the trees. Right. That's... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's a win if it's on the yeah exactly but it does make a lot more sense when you say it that way as this kind of kickoff party because i was taking the spin of like why 
why water down your first tournament? No, for sure. Like, I understand that, like, kind of that mid-season celebrity addition to have this kind of fun highlight. That makes sense the way you, way you say that now. Yeah, for sure. This is her name. Oh, yeah, that's that's an easy one. And it's like banana, but Ananarukam. Yeah. Whoa. So she's, I watched her play all week. She is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just, I need a, somebody to legitimately tell me how to actually pronounce her name because I, I, I know exactly who she is and how she played this Ananarukam. weekend. But I don't want to say her name because I don't want to say it wrong. Ananarukarn. And it's funny when they put a P in front of it, then it literally looks like banana. Yeah. Panana Rukarn, because that's how they speak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... Pajari Anana Rukarn. And then I'm always, like, like Jessica Corder won this tournament last, last year, year yeah. right? Gabby Lopez the year before. And yeah. then you see the top five players that are heading into the, the final round. Nellie Corda, Danielle Kang, Gabby Lopez, Brooke Henderson, and Celine Bolter. Yuko, Yuka Sasso... It was Suso, sorry, Sasso. Yeah, Sasso. Sasso was, um, she was started off like insane, but this is what, when, when you're playing and your driver is like on fire mm-hmm. and then your short game is Struggling. not, yeah. it is just amazing to me how that like single-handedly affects people at all levels because she was she was ranked number one throughout the first two days, I think, mm-hmm. and then her short game, probably fifty feet out from the green, mm-hmm. was she showed some anger a oh, couple really? times on the putting green. Oh yeah, like she took a she took a slap shot with her putter at one point, and I was like, oh, I feel ya, because that's, that's my what, move. Yeah, I was gonna say when that's I, nice when I go, go to putt and then it goes nowhere that I want it to, I'm like, quick slap shot, yeah. Okay. Exactly. You know, but um, yeah, it is like when you look at how competitive it'll be super fun to watch starts at 11. I've got my TV set to watch that today. Um, when you look at like you had mentioned where like you wonder if Danielle King is like, damn you, Cordas. Because oh, totally. Yeah. Jessica last year draining that I think it was like a 25 foot birdie putt in the first sudden death playoff to yep. meet her. Yep. And now she's one stroke back of Nelly Corda going into Sunday. Um, and then we've got, like you mentioned, like Gabby Lopez, Brooke Henderson, like it, it'll be a super fun um, few hours for us on TV here today. <laughs> I was, I was like, cause Brooke's Canadian girl, I've been a fan f- since she came to the St. Charles golf course yep. and did a whole day for the golfers in Winnipeg. I've mm-hmm. been a fan for her of her ever since. Cause I just think she really holds herself to a high standard and I like the way that she plays and she's got that unique kind of um, like all of her clubs look like they're too long. Like she really has a, when you watch her swing, yeah, it's like she's swinging for the fences every single time. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so I've always been a huge Brooke Henderson fan, but I felt like last year she was a bit sleepy. Like yep. you never really saw her in the top 10 too much. You never really. So for her to come out, this Guns blazing. Yeah. I agree with you there. You, you're fourth heading into the final round. Yeah. You're with Nellie Corda, Danielle Kang, Gabby Lopez, Brooke Henderson, and Celine Bolter. It's like, okay, you're, you're in it now. Yeah. And, and you could win today. It takes a couple of Nellie missing, which like rarely happens. Yeah, that's the like, let's part. get real. Yeah. <laughs> Nellie, Danielle, uh, King and, and Gabby Lopez with her actually winning this tournament before it's like they it it's not out of reach for her to actually go away with a win at the first yeah I agree with you yeah and it you're right she did I think have a bit of a rough year last year and I well, I mean who didn't <laughs> you know there was Fair. a lot it was just uh there was a lot of circumstances that none of us are accustomed to and and we saw that I think with Brooke and so really good to see her back in the mix. Um, she's more than in the mix. She's two strokes back. So yeah, she'll be, it'll be fun. She's, yep. She's right in there. So, um, you know, NB Park also started off super hot in this and kind of has petered off a little bit, but watching Gabby and Danielle Kang 
yesterday, mm-hmm. they were, they had their swag going. Like, they were hitting ridiculous shots. Um, Brooke, like, putted out of, like, the fringe there. And, mm-hmm. oh, like, it was unreal. So, yeah. this is going to be a very cool match to see who ends up. Honestly, my it's hard to bet against Nelly Corda because it's Nelly Corda. Yeah. But I think Danielle Kang is still pissed off about last year. I think she's coming in hot. <laughs> I think she wants this one really yeah. bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this whole shake her. I don't want to. I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but I feel like she does because it's got a lot of cordas in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Right. And and the Corda brother mm-hmm. was knocked out of the third round in the Australian Open. So Yeah. What a what a time. I know. The- let's let's finish off with some Australian Open now that you say that. Yeah. Well, there's headlines after headlines after headlines with that. Yep. Yep. Fernandez out in first round. Yep. Radicanu out in second round. Yep. Savalenka looks as strong as ever. And when we even look at Ashley Barty, like it's hard she, to imagine her losing. Right it's now. hard to even think of her losing. She right is now. so she's playing so well. And you're right, Savalenka has played really well. But in the first three rounds that I watched, uh, specifically, it was in her. I feel like it was in her second round or third round no it must have been her second round match like she has struggled in the first set of each of her matches she's lost yes she has lost the first set in each of the first three rounds one of them being a 6-1 stomping in the first set and then has rallied back kind of got her her uh you know wits about her and put it together and, and ended up with some victories and looks really strong by the end of the game but that one um match that I watched she had like 16 double faults or something like that throughout the whole match her serve game was off but then she pulls it together because there's a reason she's ranked number two in the world let's be honest she's that good um so it's super interesting to me and I think if we end up seeing an Ashley Barty um Sabalenka final she better like that will be a nail in her coffin against Ashley Barty if she if she comes out slow yeah because if you give up your first set yeah that is that is a tough one to call, crawl out from if mm-hmm. you're competing against somebody with the caliber as of Ashley Barty because she has yet to lose a set. And she has won, like, in the first two rounds, she had only lost three sets in total. Yeah. Like, she won 6-0, 6-1, 6-1, 6-1, I think. Yeah. So, she, her last match against Amanda Azamova, she... As was it six four, six three? Yeah, six four six three. Yeah. And that Amanda Anisimova was the one who knocked out Naomi Osaka. Osaka. I know. It's and so now she's off to play who, Pagula uh, Jessica Pagula. Like yeah. it is going to be, like she Ashley Barty is. She's she's like this right tunnel now. You know what I mean? It. She's got tunnel vision. Hasn't lost a set. She's just putting in the work. Yep. Like it is. Yeah. To see her stomp, not stomp, I shouldn't say that, but like straight sets over the one who knocked out Naomi Osaka. Yeah, made it look easy. Made it look easy. Yeah. That's right. And so we'll see. There's still a lot of tennis left to be played in the Australian Open. Like we're talking (laughs) about the fourth round and we've watched tennis all week. Yeah. Which actually works out. We could have more things in Australia from a time zone perspective. It makes it great for us to watch a lot of it because it's in the evening for us. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. there are some like 4.30 a.m. Game, games that I did not set my alarm for, but. Yeah. No, it's been, when you, with, and we were talking about this before, when you actually look at the schedule right now for women's sports, you could be from sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. You start with the LPGA, you go to the PHF, and you end with the Australian yeah. Open. Like, it just flows throughout the entire day. Yeah. And it's, there have been some big names, like Fernandez out in the first round. Yep. Wild. She struggled. She didn't. She, she great there. No, no. She got in. I don't know if she got into her head if it was just she she wasn't reading. She wasn't reading the ball well. Like she, I felt like she wasn't ever trying to get up and attack the net. I felt like she was always playing back. Yeah. And so yeah, as soon she as just she just looked in, like she was having a rough yeah. day. And like Maria Sakari getting knocked out by Pagula as well. Like that's a huge name. Yeah. That's being Coco Goff out in the first Coco round. Coco Goff out in the first round. It has been 
it's there's you're right there's still so much to be played when it comes to the Australian Open that it's going to be exciting to see how it ends off because there are unranked players making it quite far right now that I think are going to have that kind of same impact that Fernandez and Emma Raducanu who is out in but Emma Ranikano was on the third round, second, second round. round, second yeah. round. And so that are going to have that same impact of making a name for themselves right off the bat in the Australian Open. So, mm-hmm. so big. The one thing I did want to mention too, because a lot of people always ask me about the money side of things when it comes to the Australian Open. Yeah. And so when, when you make it to the Australian Open, just by being a part of the first round, you get paid when you exit, right? Yeah. So for the first round, if you do not win the first round, you still make $103,000 yes. if you don't win. So as soon as you leave, that's what you get. Second round is $154,000 and then up and up and up and up to $2.8 million for the winner. Yeah. So I like that was super, that was interesting for me to learn too because people are like, oh, well, if you don't win, you don't win money. And it's no, like, no you, no, you win money every step of the way. Yeah, right? and that's why when they talk about the, the purse – for an event, mm-hmm. right? This event has a let's call it a five million dollar purse. Well, one two point eight million goes to the winner, one point five million go, goes to the runner up, five hundred and eighty five thousand goes to uh anyone who went out in the semifinals, and then it just took 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 all the way down to the your what you had mentioned, a hundred and three thousand for the the people who go out in the first round. Because I, I did that research last year for um, golf is the kind of the LPGA. Same yeah. Because Everyone was like, wow, you end up in the whatever. The L- if you never win in the LPGA, you never make money. And it's like what? you could end up in like the top 50 of like four tournaments and still make $100,000 yeah, a year. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's it, – I think we just need to start talking about that a bit more because for people to be like, oh, well, so how – why is it any different than the men's? Like it's not like they're going for the first round and not making any money. Right. You know? So right. I just wanted to make sure that we talked about the fact that you can lose in the first round of the Australian Open and you're still walking away with $108,000. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me when you really think about that logically. Like, it's not like a team sport where you lock in a contract for the year. So we can't afford, like, for the, I know there's a lot of tournaments, but no one would be in this, that no one could afford to be in this if the only the person who won got money. Won. That's just, oh, oh, look at that. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't Brooke make any Henderson sense. highlights on TV. There we go. Nice there she is, Brookie. That's, That's right. What a drain. <laughs> She's oh, I'm telling you. She Oh, here, here's your shout out of the rough you're talking about. Unreal. Like she 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 was a bit sleepy last year, so I'm excited. You can tell she's like, I took some time off. Yeah. I really, I reset. I, reset. I did a mindset. I really focused on my mindset and how I approach the game and things like that. And I think, I think she's going to have a phenomenal year this year. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for, I'm excited to watch some sports after we hit the stop recording today. Yeah. Too. So what a week. Headlines week is what I kept on coming to my head because there's been so much happening. Mm-hmm. So next week we still have the end of the Australian Open. We're right back into another LPGA yep. tournament. And we're really getting to be one step closer to the Olympics where we will be announcing how we're going to keep everybody up to date with all mm-hmm. the Olympics info because we're going to be all over it. Yep. You betcha. Yeah. I think uh, we've said it a lot of times throughout the the course of the last few weeks is it feels like there's not a lot, but there's a ton to talk about. Yep. Point proven in another you know hour long <laughs> episode. <laughs> So if you don't already, please follow, like, subscribe us on all social media platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow, send them, give us a little review. Yeah, absolutely. See what's going and on. Anything helps. Anytime you can share this, you know, I use the the words in a, in a room of opportunity or with someone you think uh, appreciates sports or wants to know more about women's sports or just wants to hear Addie and I talk for an hour every week. That's fine too. <laughs> um, the more that you can share it, it helps, certainly helps us get this out there to the broader audience and um, yeah, I think that's exactly what we're trying to do is make sure that people have a place to come every week to stay up to speed on women's sports. Absolutely love it. We are on YouTube. We are on all uh, streaming platforms, Instagram, Twitter. We do it all. So TikTok, we're on it all. TikTok. So follow, like, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And we'll... Oh, Howie, final word. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Skip me. What?
the heck? Sorry about that. Oh, final good. words. Good. Final I... words. I, I, I continue. Thank you for everybody who has uh, been listening, tuning in, giving us feedback. Thank you, Addy, for being here with me every week. It's super fun. It's a it's a highlight of my week after a work week Monday to Friday to get to hang out with you on Sunday. Um, yeah, if this is your first episode, welcome to Beauty Sports. If you have continued to come back, we appreciate you so much, and we hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you next week, Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Cheers.